Hey, Bev. Hey, Sam. And it, it, it looks like we got a whole crowd of people in here. What, it, it looks like what you, happened? Left, you left the back door open again and like 30 people Except walked I must in. have left it open really wide. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who all do we have here, Sam? So we have the Grubbly Farms crew on with us today, Sean, Patrick, and Haley. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, welcome. We're so excited. This is, this is so exciting. Yes. Our listeners may or may not have heard some of our, uh, ooh, I like that sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good sound right there. Yes. It's so, like my favorite way to start a podcast. <laughs> I've already been sipping on mine, so I didn't have a sound effect today. But um, Bev, what are you drinking over there? So I grabbed a tall grass brewing company, Blueberry Lemon Ale, and it's a session sour ale, and it totally just tastes like boozy lemonade, oh, which is perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Yummy. And I have a Not Your Father's Fruit Punch, um, and it's quite delicious. It tastes like my childhood, but a little naughtier, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm drinking today. Um, Grubbly Farms crew, do you want to introduce yourselves individually and tell us if you're drinking anything fun? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm Sean Warner, and right now I am drinking on a budget with a nice tall boy Coors Light. Woohoo! Keeping Woo. it as cold as the Rockies. <laughs> nice. Does it have those uh, blue blue mountains on it so of that you course. know when it's time for a new one? Good. Good. And they are blue, so that's that's the good part about it. Cold beer after a hot day. Well, you know, we work too hard to drink warm beer. That's true. Very true. <laughs> so, and uh, I'm Patrick, uh, co-founder with Sean, and I'm sipping on a Sprite from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that is well, that, that is very specific. I appreciate that. I'm glad somebody's yes, being responsible yes, over there that. to keep everyone in line. So yeah. that's good. Cough, cough on the yeah. responsible part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the reason for Sprite is because I had eight or nine different beers last night, ranging oh. from Sweetwater to Terrapin to Scofflaw, so. So, so you were just really ahead of the game, is what you were saying? Exactly, yeah, okay. I prepared, okay. prepared last night. I was stunning. <laughs> you guys are in Georgia, right? I heard Sweetwater Brewing. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I have uh, one of my friends from Alabama brought me some Sweetwater beer, and it was super good. It is a very good brewery to have so I can see why you had too many. It's yep. that's easy. <laughs> We're surrounded by breweries. Yes, we are. I really had to pronounce that one in a way two sips in. So I am drinking, I'm Haley, and I market for Grubbly Farms. And I'm drinking a very fine, uh, pink, delicate Coors Light. I'm drinking what Sean's drinking. <laughs> And truth be told, guys, I took a sip of my wine and I spit it out. <laughs> Pour it out. I, I really want to be a Chardonnay drinker, but I, I'm oh. not. Chardonnays can be a little rough. Um, yeah. They can be very buttery or very oaky. I prefer an unoaked Chardonnay. So I'm very picky about them because, yeah, otherwise I just want to spit it out. Yeah, don't blame yeah, me. Yeah, it kind of tastes like you just like popped the cork in your mouth sometimes, and you're Ooh, like, Ew. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it <ew>, is right. <laughs> 
so we're we're so excited to have you guys on. Um, do you want to give us a little overview and background of how Grubly Farms started? Uh, yeah. So Patrick and I started Grubly Farms about three and a half years ago in January 2015 by oddly enough actually breeding flies in our college laundry room. <laughs> oh gosh. And. It wasn't just the pizza on the ground. We were actually trying to do it on purpose. But uh, we hung up mosquito netting in our laundry room, started experimenting with different light sources to actually encourage mating uh, in an indoor environment. And the reasoning behind that was actually because we wanted to create a burger patty out of insects that we could sell in Southeast Asia or Africa as the westernized version of what about 2 billion people eat daily. And we actually uh, blended the larva, mixed it with black beans and baked it. And truth be told, it was pretty disgusting. But uh, I think a chef could have spiced it up a bit. But with that, we kind of uh, fell in love with the overarching concept of what we're doing and really dove into it head first. Oh my gosh, that sounds so awesome. So I just have to clear this up. Was it your own laundry room or did like yes. other people in your dorm have to come no. in and do their laundry with black soldier? No, it was uh, our <laughs> private laundry room. And uh, one mishap we did have was uh, when an HVAC crew came over to inspect it. Uh, we obviously didn't want our landlord knowing about this. So we tore the whole breeding unit down, threw it out on the porch covered it with a tarp, and as soon as the HVAC uh, inspectors left, we set the whole thing back up again. So I don't know if they ever found out, but luckily no one else had to deal with it. It was just us two. So weird, the same thing happened to me at SMU. Oh my goodness. Just Wait. kidding. I, no, I was just kidding. I, I, I did not I was like... uh, breathe flies. Um... <laughs> All right, so I, I saw... Good joke, <laughs> I'm just picturing what my college days were like compared to you guys. Yeah, I'm, I mean, my college experience sounds way different than your guys's too. At least you guys kind of utilized your um, your laundry room, I suppose. But I, I saw on the website that you guys, you know, the whole laundry room thing, but I had no idea um, that the original intent of Grubbly Farms was to create a, pro- a food product for human beings. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, again, that was kind of the initial thought process. But when we started going through the customer discovery phase, we basically kind of came to the realization that uh, Western society still has a stigma against insects. And Mm -hmm. with that, we decided to target the animal feed consumption market rather than human consumption. Uh, We just believed that they would be faster early adopters. No, that's really fascinating. So that's super interesting that you started in the food realm because lately, like just the last month or so, I've seen a lot of marketing for like cricket flour so that people can have like a protein based, like gluten free flour to like bake with. And I saw it and I was like, oh, no, I would never, ever use cricket flour. But apparently, like people are saying that it tastes just fine. So (laughs) they yeah, I've had a couple products with cricket flour in it and I honestly think they taste fine. Uh, There is a slight texture to it, but uh, when they powderize it and put it into kind of like that flour-like form, it's pretty easy to mix into foods that I would say the average person wouldn't even know that they're eating crickets. So neat. So maybe Grubbly Farms will get into that eventually someday. Yeah, you never know. Maybe. (laughs) So have you each tried 
one of your uh, grublies then? Have you all eaten at least one of them in some way, shape, or form? Oh yeah. Well, so like Sean said, we made a burger patty out of them, right. which is pretty bad, so we ate it then. Uh, we make every new employee try the, <coughs> try the grubs at least once. <laughs> on their first day? Yep. Uh, so Haley had to do that on her first day. Um, <laughs> Sean and I do that quite often at like trade shows just to gross people out, and then uh, Sean is brave enough to eat one of the live grubs, but uh, I have not and probably will not do that. They're, no. they're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally have not tried the grublies myself, but my obviously my chickens and my ducks and even my goats were fans of them. So, it's um, good to hear. Yeah. It tastes like sunflower seeds. It's really? It's like an earthy sunflower seed with a slight interesting texture. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, they actually have a little peanutty flavor to them. Oh. Well, so I was just going to ask, uh, so when you make people try them, you make them try them plain, like just pop one in your mouth and chew yep. it and go? Uh, at least for the dried ones, generally speaking, we actually have made some of them with uh, chili powder and like garlic salt, which being oh. completely honest, they were actually pretty good, but I would never sit there and snack on them because I would be judged way too hard. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Actually, and on that, uh, when we were actually going through the New York City Techstars Accelerator, there was another startup company from uh, a number of the members were from France. And we actually had offered people to try Grublies. And one guy liked them so much that we just gave him a full pound of them. And he would literally just sit there at his desk and just kind of snack on them while working. And we thought it was hilarious, but he just, he, there was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm sure that you guys uh, produce them in, like, a clean and food-safe environment. So, like, they're not going to get anything weird from them or anything because, I mean, they're good enough for our chickens to eat. So, Yeah, no, that is uh, absolutely correct. It's very similar standards to human consumption for animal consumption food. So it goes through all the exact same testing, proving the safety factor. So, I mean, even though they are not meant for human consumption, they are safe to eat. That's Very so awesome. Cool. You know, maybe we need to start uh, a hashtag for drinking grubbly and people can take pictures of themselves just like trying one with their chickens. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bev, I, you get to go first on that one, okay? And then you have to challenge someone to do it. There we go. You have <laughs> yes. to tag like 10 people. and. <laughs> can you guys tell us at a high level how grublies are made without giving away any trade secrets, obviously, but from the point of the grub rolling around wherever to where it's in the packaging? Yeah, so uh, the general process that Grubly Farms is working on is we haul food waste back to our facility from different organizations and processing facilities, and the food waste is ground into a salsa-like consistency and then put in storage tanks from there, it is actually fermented, uh, which will drop the pH and kill any human traceable pathogens. It's then pumped into basically containers that the larvae are actually grown in. Uh, from there, they eat through the food waste. They break it down into a fertilizer, which is really just the larva poop. Uh, they're then sifted from their poop, and the fertilizer can be sold separately. The larvae then go through a oven dryer and they're reduced down to about 10% moisture content, 
before then they're packaged. Oh, that's really awesome. Um, and it's just, my chickens just have sheer happiness when they receive their, uh, their grublies. So it's really awesome to kind of have an idea of what the process is to, you know, just bring my chickens so much joy. Um, every single hashtag grubbly's happy hour. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for sharing that. And it sounds like there's an environmentally positive component to your guys's mission. So do you want to expand upon that? Sure. So one of the things that really attracted Sean and myself to this business was the whole sustainability thing. And uh really came down to there's there's a few different aspects one was food waste um food waste is a huge issue in the u.s and all across the world the u.s alone landfills about 50 million tons of food waste every year um and pretty much by raising the grubs we were able to divert some of that food waste because we use that food waste as the raw material or the food for the larvae so uh by (coughs) diverting the food waste we reduce uh, food going to landfills uh, where it breaks down and produces methane. So uh, that was one fact or facet that was really important to us. And then the other is when looking at animal feeds, uh, one of the main sources of protein there is fish meal. And fish meal is, uh, as the name suggests, a, a protein derived from fish um, where we pretty much go into the oceans, take fish out, dry them, blend it, and then that protein goes into making different animal feeds. And the demand for fish meal uh, has gone up so much that we're overfishing the oceans and causing pretty much devastating um, effects on the fish populations. And the grubs can be used as a direct replacement for fish meal. So uh, in the future, when we look at doing animal feeds, we'll be looking at replacing fish meal and hopefully reducing the amount of overfishing that happens uh, around the world. That's so awesome. And, you know, one of the things that's super cool about bug protein also is you can create a lot of it in a smaller space with with way less of an environmental impact than you can like animal protein or or pescatarian protein for sure. Exactly. And that really just comes down to the, I guess, how these facilities are designed out that using stackable bins, you can grow the protein in very high density per square foot. Uh, so it's a much higher yield when compared to example, like raising soy uh, by the acre, or as Patrick mentioned, harvesting fish where 10% of the oceans catch every year are more or less derived into this fish meal ingredient and they're generally the small schooling fish or forage fish like sardines, heron, and mackerel. So that also has a direct effect on some of the larger sport fish that would generally eat them. So there are a number of different aspects as far as where the environmental factors come into play both on the input and the output side. But as Patrick said, that's really the concept that we fell in love with about this industry. I I will say uh, another interesting aspect of the larva is that even though we are targeting food waste in the United States, other regions of the world are actually looking into different uses. And it may seem kind of gross to us, but India is also heavily interested in the black soldier fly market uh, to actually look at sanitation infrastructure for human waste in the sense that about 70% of the Indian population are, don't have access to public restrooms. 
So there are, again, a number of different applications, and it's both a good and a bad thing in the sense that there's so many different avenues we can go down, it's kind of hard to say laser focus sometimes, but it's very interesting to see what other insect companies, uh, like what side of this industry they're actively pursuing. Well, and I mean, I just, I can't get over the fact of how cool it is that they just, they eat human food waste. I mean, that's like one of our number one problems that we have in this country is we throw away so much food and it ends up in landfills and then it can't break down because landfills aren't built for composting. So it just sits there and continues rotting. And so this gives it a a place to go where where it can be used for for something else. And I I think that that's just so cool. I remember from the first time I saw your guys' packaging and read it, I was just like, yeah, this is like the only protein treat I'm buying for my chickens ever again because it's just, it's so cool and it's so good for them. It's great to hear. So you guys just said a lot of sciencey stuff. Um, What are your backgrounds? Um, What'd you go to school for? So this is Sean Warner. So I graduated from Georgia Tech with a degree in building construction, but I initially went into tech uh, looking to study mechanical engineering. However, I ended up switching majors like three or four times, had no idea what I wanted to do, and eventually landed on growing bugs in a laundry room. And here we are. Yeah, and then uh, I went to school for business administration um, and specifically looking at supply chain and operations. So. That has been useful in, in terms of running the company, but it definitely uh, did not lend itself to growing bugs directly. So that was all stuff that Sean and I had to uh, learn as we went. And what the guys won't tell you is, so they're, they're tech grads and we actually have two more engineers that work for, or two more Georgia Tech grads that work for Grubbly and they're engineers and they are rock stars, super awesome. Uh, so I essentially work with four incredibly awesome and bright tech grads. Um, and what Sean and Patrick won't tell you is they were honored maybe last year on, I like to brag about them, on Forbes uh, under 30 under 30 list. So they're uh, kind of a big deal. Cool. Yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, Patrick's cringing right now, guys. He wishes he wasn't drinking a Sprite from, what was it, Mickey D's? McDonald's. So Forbes 30 under 30 list, does that mean that, uh, will they like put you on like the next like big bachelor list, like in a magazine? <laughs> for... Are you here, Sean? <laughs> oh yeah, I actually applied to that and made it to the semifinals. <laughs> So Haley, I want to know, did you go to school for marketing or are you just naturally this awesome? You know. know. Oh, I love you, Sam. Remind me to talk to you about the first time I discovered you. And (laughs) anyway, so I went to school. I studied a lot of marketing, but overall I um, graduated with a bachelor's in business administration as well. And I always knew that I loved animals. I never knew that I would discover a company like Grubbly Farms and be able to actually use my marketing skills in one of the best industries around. And I was so shocked when I found Grubbly Farms because I'll never remember, uh, or I'll never forget rather, clicking on Grubbly Farms, there was a job posting, and it was for a marketing position. And I thought Grubbly Farms was some sort of 
Whole Foodsy Farmers. I, I wasn't sure what I was clicking on, but I saw Grub. I had no idea it was going to be an insect uh, company, insect protein company. And I did some research and quickly fell in love with the mission, the brand, um, and I got so excited about just all the different opportunities and the rest is history. Um, but one of the, the fun things, of course, has been learning all of, as you say, the sciencey stuff and being able to, to communicate with all of our awesome customers and get them, um, or just teach them a lot about the benefits of Grubbly's um, while also talking about the environment, environmental impact. No, that's, that's awesome. And I mean, I'll just put it out there. I have a little girl crush on Haley. Um, ever since I found her on the internet, I've been obsessed with her and Grubbly Farms. Um, it's been about a year since I discovered you guys, and it's been so amazing to watch you guys grow over the past year and to watch just kind of it catch on fire in the chicken community with the whole hashtag Grubbly's Happy Hour. And I feel like I at least see you guys, like your product in my feed from somebody at least once a day. So it's been really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been one of the truly best experiences. I couldn't imagine um, not being a part of this team. And when I, I have a girl crush on oh, you too. Oh, sorry so guys, get out of the way. Right so last year when... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I'm getting uh -oh. a little jealous. Hold on. No, that, that, that. So quick story time. I don't know if the guys know this, but I had just started working for Grubbly Farms and I was getting to know, you know, who is our customer, who are our customers and what are they like? What are they saying? Um, and I discovered hashtag Sam Bolton and I tuned in to one of your live Instagram thingies. And I had just gotten home from work, and I poured myself a glass of wine, and I just watched you, and you had grublies, and you started talking about grubbly farms, and I think I watched you for easily Aww. 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes. And I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, these are what our customers are like? Like, this is, this is who I get to communicate with every day? And I just remember being blown away about how awesome and fun and kind and hilarious people are. Well, and it's funny, when I found Sam, it was something similar. I just was watching one of her YouTube videos, and I was like, hey, who is this, like, goofy, fun lady with, like, the pink hair? I'm like, I got to talk to her more. How do I make her talk to me? So I started a podcast with her. Yeah, I That's guess so awesome. I, you. it's kind of funny on on in the internet. There's so many different people you can meet, and, like, it's just funny how certain groups of people just get automatically attracted to each other. Like, it's just, like, a magnetism, and that's how I felt about you guys because of your mission and the thoughtfulness behind your packaging and that you realize your customers are people and not just order numbers. Like, I, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the culture of your company and what it's like to work at Grubbly's? Because I want to work at Grubbly's. Just saying. <laughs> we have a, a lot of fun here. Um, in fact, mm -hmm. just this morning, we had a war over through our uh, Grubbly team chat, sending embarrassing photos of each other through <laughs> the different events oh that, that we've had. And it lasted for like, what? 
Uh, yeah, we're 15 sitting, minutes, yeah, 20 minutes, yeah, we're, back and forth. Yeah, we probably sent 20 photos back, like zoomed in on people's faces, <laughs> making funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. In general, everyone here is super passionate about uh, what we're doing. Uh, really excited to, to grow the company and, and really make that environmental impact and then also uh, provide that human touch that I think that we've done a pretty good job of doing. Yeah, it's it's so crazy because being on Instagram or Facebook and actually getting to see our customers and hear their stories or see um, how Grubblies have helped their chickens. I mean, even recently we've heard so many stories that I'll be reading in bed at night and like actually crying because someone's talking about how much they love their chickens and how Grubblies were the only thing that they'd be able to eat um, to help to help get them through and I, I talk to anybody I'm such an animal lover that it's it, I, I go a little crazy with it um so I get so touched by it and um that's probably one of my favorite parts is just getting to know our customers and I've just developed so many awesome relationships with them and our 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 company, sorry, Patrick just pulled up one of the embarrassing photos. I thought you were getting choked up so. for a second there. That's a great example. Like, <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh no, somebody get her some tissues. <laughs> no, that's how it is. My, um, my first week at Grubbly Farms, I learned, here's a fun fact for you guys, co-founders, Sean Warner and Patrick Pudaluba, who are cousins, believe it or not, um, they know every single word to every song in the soundtrack I want. Thank you for bringing that up, Haley. My six-year-old would be your guys' biggest fan, like, on the planet. Yeah, that was right after that movie came out. We don't really have another excuse for that. <laughs> You've only, how many times have you seen it, Sean? I think I've seen Moana three or four times but i will say at least two or three of those were drinking games sure so it's okay totally if you watch fine. it to go oh to sleep goodness. every night we won't judge you want to drink games get intense <laughs> that they do say another cool aspect that uh actually both Haley and patrick touched on is kind of the, your their love for animals and i've also been very passionate about animals i worked at a vet throughout all of high school and i actually debated about going to school to become a vet but one thing that we uh, have here are some employees will bring in their dogs. We do have a pet lizard named Kurt that is very popular on social media. We also have some fish and we're looking to continuously expand our little number of pets that can enjoy the grublies uh, in-house as well. Oh, and I completely forgot about our chicken coop in the back that uh, now we actually have a couple more little chicks that we're raising well, once they get a little bigger, we'll introduce them into the coop as well. Monkey really wants to be mentioned. Uh, Haley does have Monkey, which is a cat. Yeah, a, li a little a confusing. Yeah, she's a cat named Monkey who thinks she's a dog, so I've really done a great job confusing my And then uh, the next thing we're thinking about adding, it's not set in stone, but potentially getting goats for the yard that will not only act as lawnmowers, but we may... Uh, potentially implement some sort of goat yoga out there, depending on people's uh, reception to that. And what Sean's not saying is we 
that's going to be Sean's new best friends. He has a little husky named Loki, and I, I could go on and on about how much I love goats. Sam, take it away. <laughs> well, I'm super excited for you guys to get goats. Um, I have goats. I have a uh, lot. Totes my goats. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I have goats too. Yes, I do. I do have a goat named Loki, a.k.a. Little Toot. Yes. And he is amazing, and he thinks he's best friends with Loki the dog. So. <laughs> they they might have a little Instagram rivalry, and they just don't really know it. So. <laughs> but um, I feel like once you guys get goats, like Bev and I, I mean, if you'd have us, we should just come visit and try out that goat yoga or something. <laughs> It, we'll, we'll let you know once it's set up and extend an invite your way. Oh, yeah. That'll be so exciting. Field trip. Field trip. Oh, fun fact number, what are we on? Three, four. Uh, one of our customers has become close friends to the point. In fact, you know Fallen Oak Farms? Have you guys heard of them? Oh, but, yeah. We yeah. know Fallen Oak Farms. So Shelly and Brian are, and their kids, have become so close to us. To the, Shelly and I pretty much text every day, and we'll just call each other to chat for like an hour, and we we all just love them so much, and it's so funny how relationship relationships, um, or rather Instagram, can blossom into uh, just these long-lasting relationships, and Oh, Shelly's like a, she's like a mom to me. I call her my friend mom. But anyway, that made me think of it because we've already done a field trip that we classified as a work trip to go visit them twice. And they've come to Georgia. They live in Florida. They come to Georgia um, to visit us. So we're all about our little field trips. And I really want to get everyone to coop camp next year so we can all have a fun weekend where we get to know each other because that was such a blast in Indianapolis it was not in Indiana. yeah, yeah that's Indi- not super far from me and Bev either I have not maybe I'll present this year I wouldn't mind presenting but you should come can, can I co-present with you you can lead present <laughs> oh boy so is there anything else you guys feel like you want our listeners to know about grubbly farms all right i have one funny story and this is probably one of the most awkward situations i've ever been thrown into so we were excited enough to uh participate in kairos k50 and if you're not familiar if they basically invite 50 of the most disruptive startups to a conference every year. And this was in 2015, and it was hosted out in Los Angeles at the Warner Brothers studio. And we actually uh, flew over with some larvae. We vacuum packed them and shipped them in a suitcase. And surprisingly enough, they all survived. That being said, when we opened up these bags of vacuum packed larvae, they absolutely reeked and just, I mean, terrible. And we normally have a bowl of live larvae at our booth that uh, we can kind of just show people. And if they want to handle them, they can. But because they smelled so bad, I basically took this bowl of larvae into the bathroom and washed them to clean them, which I will say I have done before. It's not that weird. However, my genius uh, trying to the thought process to dry the larvae out, I walk over with this bowl 
and put it underneath one of the hand dryers and turn it on and it shoots larva all over the floor <laughs> and just everywhere and while i'm sitting there on my hands and knees scraping this off of a bathroom floor i think three different guys walked into the bathroom one just kind of stared at me didn't say anything and then left one walks in it's just like you know i've seen some weird stuff in bathrooms over my life but this has <laughs> got to be the weirdest and it ended with a janitor walking in with a broom and helping me sweep up all the larva that I then brought back to our booth and put it in the bowl for display. Oh my goodness. That has to be like the best larva story that I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> well, I'd be curious how many larva stories. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That's like my first larva story I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. There, there's seriously never a dull moment over here. We jump around every day. There's just something else going on and but I just wish people know is how when they leave a comment or like or send us a DM our we have a team of six and everyone sees what's being said and it's just so appreciative or appreciated and it's seriously my favorite part of working out, um, working here besides the animals is just getting to know all the people and all the stories and all the fun and gosh, Sam, your your happy hours are epic and we're always needing to, we just want to repost it all, just retweet all. Yeah, I, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I am like the Oprah of Grubbly Farms. You get Grubblies and you get Grubblies. <laughs> I will say the, uh, only other funny story from when we were still growing in our laundry room. Uh, this is when we were still figuring everything out. And an interesting fact about the uh, larva when they're alive is that if they're slightly wet, they can actually stick to almost any surface due to the surface tension and it'll allow them to crawl up it. And we made the mistake of putting a lid on a container when we were first growing them and condensation built up inside of it and when we checked the laundry room right before we went to bed, we walked into it and there were thousands and thousands of larvae that were crawling up our walls that had poured out of this bucket that we had to eventually go in there and clean up with a vacuum cleaner. But that looked like something straight out of a horror movie. Oh my gosh, that's, oh yeah. that's pretty gross. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I'm glad we ended up finding that that night and not in the morning. Oh my gosh, I bet. Oh, that would have been a nightmare the next day. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us on our podcast. It was so exciting to get to learn more about you guys and learn more about your company. It one of my favorite parts about this and doing the interviews is we get to really like put personalities and voices and stories like together with the companies that we love so much to help us take care of our chickens. So thank you for, for coming and being on it, this with us. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Pleasure. Our, our pleasure. Thank you so much guys. And if you guys ever happen to make a trip to Atlanta, uh, you're always welcome here. Oh, you just, thank you. Just That'll opened a so can of worms. And in fact, I mean, someday, well, I sent Haley a thing that said someday we were going to have a fancy studio. Yes. <laughs> or we'll just all party at we'll all party at Fallen Oak Farms. We need we'd to love come. to. <laughs> all 
that, right. that would also be more than fine. We just invited us. ourselves. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know it. Well, I, I think that she's actually invited us before. So, uh, yeah, we'll be sure and tag her in this when we post it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Shelly. We love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode, Drink and Grubbly. We're so excited that we got to get to know the Grubbly crew a little better and know a little bit more about this awesome, nutritious snack for our chickens. If you haven't yet, head on over to grublyfarms.com. You can get 20% off your first order of Grublies using code WINE20, and we'll have all that information in the show notes for you. And when you subscribe and have Grublies automatically shipped to you every month, you save 10% every month, which is super awesome. The show notes will have all of their social media info in it. And don't forget, when you do a Grublies happy hour with your flock, go ahead and hashtag that Grublies happy hour. The crew really enjoys seeing them.